Hey, good evening, and welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. Now your host, Ace. Welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. We got Ace, Malik, and some guy named Ant. What up? What's going on? I like the new. I, I like the new. Uh, the new whatever photo that is, Ant. Thanks, yeah. Man. It's like a Good Morning America photo. <laughs> that's why, yeah, that's why I got that. A cup of coffee with a bottle of whiskey inside. <laughs> Perfect for work. 8 a.m. Ready to go. Wait, I, I I thought Ace, I thought we had to go on camera because this was going on YouTube now. Ant doesn't Ant need to do this? No, because I'm like one of those cartoon characters on the YouTube on chat on YouTube. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> got correct. Photo. Okay. Ants like not gonna go on. I like to know that the, the the Jordan rules still exist. That's why. Yes. I said prepare seen... to be on camera, so he got an updated photo of himself at least post one yes. twenty-five See? years ago. Hey, it's good though. <laughs> hmm. of... It does. It looks a little it looks a little uh what is it? Not, not Photoshop, um filtered. It's got a little yes, filter it on it. Yes, it does. Perfect. Yeah. Gets rid of all the bumps and bruises and all the wear and tear. <laughs> so what we are gonna be talking about to start off the podcast, because we are a gambling podcast. The seven athletes from Iowa and Iowa State University, respectively, who placed more than 5,000 wagers, totaling $100,000, they were placed between January of 2021 through May of 2023. We're betting on NBA games, betting on their own games. Um, One important fact that I think really stood out was one of the players, a former Iowa State player, Uwazarike is accused of wagering on two games in which he played in 2021, the 27-21 loss to Iowa and the 59-7 win over Kansas. He has been drafted by the Denver Broncos in 2022 and suspended indefinitely by the NFL for betting on Broncos games his rookie season. So just a quick shout yeah, out. Yeah, that's there, smart. If there's any NFL players or college athletes listening to this podcast, turn it off immediately. Turn it off. I hate to lose a listener, but turn it off immediately. Turn oh, off what? Turn off the podcast? Yeah. No, no. Better yet, you get your fall guy. You supposed what? to have your Wait. fall guy. You have your yeah. bet guy, your fall guy, your gun guy. Supposed <laughs> to have all this stuff if you go into the professional level. So Relax, you get your bet guy, and he does the stuff. That's Ant, who's the Jet fan. So that's how that shows you the mentality we got here in New York. What are you gonna say, boy? Well, I think there's a there's a there's a legitimate question here. So I read the article. Um, thanks for sending it a couple of days earlier. Ace. Mm-hmm. I read the article, got through it, and a couple of things I have questions about. So number one, were were these players using their nil money to gamble? Because you know, like that's that's. <laughs> It's circle jerking the entire NCAA situation, right? Because they're getting money from the NCAA and then they're using that money to gamble. So that was number one. But I, I can't remember was the NIL in, was NIL in place in um twenty twenty one? Yes, yes, it was. That was the first year okay. you could get money because that's when Quinn Ewers came in, or he came in okay. in twenty twenty okay. actually, which is how okay. he's somehow right. so, a redshirt sophomore. So theoretically, these guys could have been using money that they gained from from the name from the NIL yes. situation to actually spend it out there. Okay, so that's number one. All right, so great. I'm glad. They, thanks for clarifying that. Number the second thing was, um, if you are betting on your if you're betting on games outside of your 
Like if you're not any games that you're betting on is like not Ohio and Iowa State games, right? Mm-hmm. If it's legal in the state that you're betting in, why is that a problem? Because it's because it's against NCAA rules and it's illegal to bet on games that you're involved in because you may have affected the no. Well, the that's game. what I'm saying. Like take taking the Iowa State. He games was a starting defensive end and now he's in the NFL. So think about how no, important no. of a player he was to the team. That no, no, that's what I'm saying. Iowa. Take Iowa State and Denver Broncos games. Like, take those out of the equation. I'm talking about, like, the Iowa State quarterback. The other, the other 45 to 100 games he bet on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, the Iowa State quarterback betting on, you know, a Chiefs-Raiders game. You know, like, what's the problem? You know? I don't understand that. I don't – I don't like, he has – he. His his ability to manipulate or to, you know, fix a betting line mm-hmm. is no – no um for for like a Chiefs Raiders game, right? Yeah. Is no different from ours. Mm-hmm. He's not in the well, locker no, it's room. It's a little bit different than ours. You might have some insight. You never the know. Iowa State quarterback? Yeah, he bet you on know, Iowa State might... games. No, you know, that's what I'm saying. Take the Iowa State game oh, out of it. I'm you talking mean about the him betting on Michigan, you Ohio State. Some... Yeah. You might have some friends there, you know, that he knows and stuff like that. And, you know, they might say, you know, Tommy's injured or something like that. You never That's know. kind of wild. I mean, I didn't nobody think, knows about it. I didn't think you were going to be making this argument here, but this is interesting. Go on. I'm just, I'm this. just like, it's not even, it's not even an argument. I'm just, my, my whole thing is, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I think we need to, if, if I think we need to like loosen the reins a little bit on, you know, what these kids, if you are in a state where, where sports betting is allowed, it's you know mm-hmm. it's it's legal, right? Because here's the thing: these kids are betting anyway, right? They're betting on everything. Mm-hmm. They're betting on fantasy football. They're betting on you know, you know, stat. Like it's the, if the only thing is like don't bet on your own freaking games. Like what was the um what was the the Arizona State basketball scandal? They were shaving points. They were shaving points when we were the point shaving scandal. When was that? What Actually, year was that? we were in junior mm-hmm. high. No, nah, that was ninety. Yeah. Oh no, we were in elementary school probably ninety three. 93, 94 yeah. season. Yeah. Right. So it's 30 years ago. They've been doing it for 30. Like, like no, at the very least, we do it for 30 years. They were straight up shaving what points. Like, that's illegal. They like, were they were making points, sure that, that they was, win, but, but don't win by enough. Right. Right. But what I'm saying is, like, this this form of, like, making money through betting is, was going on for 30 years. Like, this has happened 30 years ago. It's still happening. Well, these so, guys only got caught because not because somebody was going to make huge bets for them. Because... He was using, they were all using their parents' account or some other person's account, which is why he was able to do it from 2021 until 2023. Then, on top of that, well, actually, I don't know about Wazarike. He might have been using his own account. Doesn't get into specifics on the article that I read. But, um, you know, yes, Ant said, you know, you got to have your fault person. Mom was helping out the punter, the back, I'm sorry, the backup kicker on Iowa, who's taking all the unders, which is hilarious because they were scoring like eight points a game. They had one game where they scored 10 somehow. I don't know how that happened. Um, Because he knew he couldn't kick. He's like, like, I'm trash. He's like, we know we're going to score. I'm the backup. The guy in front of me is trash too. So therefore, we're not going to score any points. So I'm just going to take the under, which is great. Maybe because the guy, their offensive coordinator is the head coach's son, who they wanted to get rid of. And, uh, you know, he's got some only issues of his own, Kirk Ferentz. But, um, yeah, apparently he doesn't have as tight a reins on his players as we thought. And they were betting on the rivalry game, which is the Seahawk trophy, which is kind of hilarious to me. Because... With the Iowa versus Iowa State? Mm-hmm. 
probably big well, mm-hmm. one of their bigger games all year. Yeah. And yeah. 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 I'm trying to figure out Betting I think on your own game is stupid. There's a there's a wrestler from Iowa State and a baseball player, right? Who all the Iowa State baseball player and the wrestler, they got in trouble for betting on basketball and football games. That they should just let them go. Like I don't even care. You wrestle in college, like who 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 cares? Like you weren't affecting this. And and that's what I mean. And that's what I'm saying. Even with the Iowa State, like you said, they bet on if they bet on games outside of Iowa State games, like you yeah. were stupid enough to bet on your Iowa State games, like you were on the games you were playing in. To me, that's just that's just idiotic. You can't do that. But like, but the rules say if, you're not allowed to bet on any games. Like you can't bet exactly. on NBA games. You can't bet on any right. pro level and, and or I, whatever. And I think that's just that's just being it's it's just being a bit uh, naive to the fact that. That's gonna happen. Like let the let these kids bet on a Yankees Tigers game. Like like like, what's the problem? What like what's what's the issue with betting on that if they want to? You know, yeah. I mean, because you just started paying like it has some kind of integrity. I will say, yeah, I, I but, hear you know, with the integrity part. Let it get it out of their yeah. system, huh? Yeah, let it get out of their system. They're gonna shoot, they want to bet anyway. They're gonna do it behind your back. Might as well this is what I'm saying. Like, they're going to bet regardless. So, instead about, of making how about these... not betting at all because you're playing, and see, when you're hey, no longer playing, and you can bet as much as you want. Hey, you see, this is why playing. we progress, but that's why we progress right now because this is why we, when weed is a according to um legal in certain states because we progress in that because people's gonna do it anyway. The same thing they should be doing with gambling, let, the, let it be make it be legal as long as you do it the right way and don't bet on your team or you, yeah. you know. Like you said, well, apparently they got caught because everybody at the you know United States Gaming or whatever it is that integrity yeah. organization, yeah, yeah, because they're trying tracking to everybody. Ball. So just so you know, you're not getting away with anything on DraftKings or MGM or yeah, right. that's, any that's, of those that's, Why, why do all that? Well, you know, you can just say you know, just don't bet on your team. Have have fun at it. That's your money. If, if you play college football, you should not be able to bet on college football. Period. Like no, no, not your game not anybody else's game you shouldn't be able to bet on but if you want to bet on the nfl Bama, lsu but if you want to bet on the nfl hang any business handle you your bet business on the nba games knock yourself out go have fun you know we don't care about that you know <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't if i have a joke i could do it so you guys don't see nothing okay i get what you're saying it does make sense i mean the schools are just, just like shelling out like the, the tv NFL money is. and the gambling money because yeah. Some of these schools do have official sponsorships by some of these sports books, so I can't even hate and, on these right there. And, and same thing like the NFL does. California, like you can't. So who cares? You can't. Yeah, but same thing like the NFL now, right? You can't don't you can't do it at your team facility. You can't do it on team. You know, don't be on a team bus. Like you know, you go home. Don't if be you're in a state, <laughs> if you're in a state that allows for sports gambling, go yeah. home. You want to lay some bets on FanDuel for. You know, for for the upcoming hockey hockey game, and you're a freaking basketball player. Go ahead, handle your have fun. I don't care. You know, um, yeah, that's my own, that's my only take on it. So you don't think any of the games were manipulated? Like, does it give you any pause about betting on like these college games where you know, like these players are like, yo, I'm trying to get this money right now. You mean if they're betting on college games? Yeah. Like if they're betting on if they're if it's a college can't football tell me that, betting on college football games. Yeah, because you can't tell me that they caught Iowa and Iowa State and they haven't caught anybody else that we're not gonna find out about before the season starts in about, well, I don't know, twenty-five days. 
Yeah. Or 23 no, days. That's and that's why I say, and that's what I'm saying. That's why I say if you're a college football player, you should not be allowed to bet on college football games because even if it's, you know, West Bubble, you know, college D2 school and you're mm-hmm. betting on it, like there's there's a potential that like to Anthony's point, there's the potential of your you being able to manipulate or to to have an impact on that game, even though you don't play for that school. Like if you if your wide receivers coach's, you know, brother happens to be the head coach of that school, you know, you can get information. You know what I mean? So that piece I get. But gotcha. the other things, and and I guess in the same vein, right? You could your your head coach could be really good friends with the wide receivers coach on an NFL team. So like theoretically, you could probably get information that way too, right? But um, but at least from from that perspective, I feel like the the lines are a little more blurred than if they are than if you keep them in in in, in the college ranks. The whole point is, like Anthony said, they're going to do it anyway. Right. So let's find a way to regulate it. Um, but they are, they're punishing them and not letting them play. Yeah. Sounds like these, sounds like the, the kids that bet on college games, they could be bad for life. So does that mean they can just come, does that mean they can just make themselves available for the draft now? (laughs) I like how you like to focus on the bus. (laughs) I don't know if they're draft eligible prospects yet, but I think this, well, you know what? Let me not pretend if they were good enough this may not make a difference in terms of it, them getting into the NFL. It shouldn't. Jalen Carter would. murdered somebody. It was, we, we, he's, he was a 10th pick, so he's good. Oh my. He did you not murder anyone, allegedly. I'm not was, trying to He get was sued. involved. He was involved in a vehicle. He was involved in something where someone died. Yes. And you remember a couple of years ago, you had that, that offensive, I think it was an offensive lineman that was blowing smoke on the YouTube, whatever. He was puffing the chimney. That's Larry Tunsil, and that was yeah, his uh, stepdad who, or somebody else who sold the video, uh, apparently, allegedly. Puff, allegedly. Yeah, while he was puff, puff and passing, he still got drafted, so, you know, he's good. In the first round, too. Yeah, No, nah, he slipped to the second round, I believe. That's how he ended up on the um, Texans, and then he ended up on the Dolphins. Tunsil? I thought he was, uh, I thought he got drafted in the first round. I thought he got, like, went, went late. All right, I yeah, he, he went much later. That's true. It affected his money. Okay. Um, does not look like the Jets are going to cover. Cleveland has the ball. The Jets are minus two. Why is there and a line on that? Nobody was playing in that game. Nobody of merit that nobody that we knew was playing in that game. Hey man, Gamble's I know, I know about Jason. I know about Jason Brownlee. <laughs> That's about it. And, and is he from Brooklyn? Is he? I forgot his last name, but he's from Brooklyn. Uh, and Will McDonald. Will McDonald did play. That's true. And you're a super Jet fan, people. so all right. We are going to start with the AFC West this week. KC um, for the win. Done. Hmm. What? What'd you say? So KC for the win. Done. <laughs> Come on, man. It's a little bit more complicated Next, than that. Now we're going to talk about the NFC West. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, no, I will say this: is these. It does seem very unlikely that. Uh, oh, good, they beat them. It does seem very unlikely that um, they're going to, I will say this, it does seem very unlikely that anybody's going to challenge them this year, being as how everybody else's team appears to be in shambles. Although I do like my Chargers. I shouldn't say my Chargers. I do like the Chargers. Yeah, the hype team. It's not a hype team. It's the fact that they have much better pass rushers than Kansas City. That's really all it is. I'm going to keep it a buck. They got much better pass rushers than Kansas City. And I don't think yep. that's a shock to anybody. You don't agree? 
No, I don't agree because the last when you were saying something about Indianapolis last week, also they fell in shambles. Well, no, that's so I'm not gonna agree with you with that. That's a beef between the running back and the owner of the team who's like, you know, we can't just open up the CBA. But the the union issues are the union issues. If you want to hear about that, you should listen to you know the Yahoo Sports podcast or an ESPN podcast because they have much more information about that than we do. But basically they gave up they gave up the fifth year option and they gave up a little bit more in minimum salary for more player control. So now, as they pointed out, if you get drafted, right? If you get drafted in the league and you're a running back and you're Saquon Barkley, you go in the high first round, you go in the first 15 picks. They have you rights for five years. Four-year rookie deal, fifth-year option. Then they can franchise tag you for one, two, three years. So essentially, they got you for seven, eight years right there off top. Why they got your backups is to replace you later on. Same as what happened to the dude on Pittsburgh. Yeah, and they never really got to pay you. So, like, it's I wouldn't even say it's dirty, but it's like, what are you going to do? You know, you're just kind of you're, you're you're a bit stuck, so to speak. But we're getting into the yeah, because the, it's the, the the problem is because, yeah, the, the salary cap number, the franchise tag number for running backs is so low that tagging a running back at 10 million dollars. It it's it's a drop in the bucket. For for your cap. You couldn't do that for an offensive tackle, for instance, right? Because the offensive tackle, because when you tag someone, the entire amount of that tag applies to the current year uh, salary cap. So if you tag an offensive tackle, year one, he's going to make like 23. Year two, he's going to make like 27. Year three, he's going to make $30 million. And that all, and 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 you, there's no way for you to carry that into the next year. It goes all against the the, the current year's cap. So because the sal- because the franchise tag number is so hot, so low for running backs, carrying like this year, Saquon's at 10, 10, 10 9 or ten oh nine. Yeah. Next year, if they ta- if the, the the Giants tag him next year, the number is just twelve. That's, yeah. That's, that's still a that's still and a really good. They number. offered him in right. terms of the long term deal. Yeah. So you can tag a running back for three three years straight if you wanted to. Yeah, um, which is the eight years that you got control. Yeah, so it sucks. But really, what they need to do is they um who talked about Charles Robinson, Charles Robinson, a Yahoo Sports podcast, basically said they need to negotiate better in the union. Unfortunately, we got a ten year deal, so this won't even be up until twenty thirty. And when the last time they negotiated, it was during COVID or just before that in that off season. So I don't know it was during COVID. So their biggest issue now is they need to somehow either say, not do it by position, but do it for everyone. And I think players will do this for their leverage. If you're going to add 18th game to the season, you got to get rid of the franchise. Tag. And that's their only yeah. real leverage. And I think the owners will go for it because the owners are greedy enough. And they know now after this, after two years of 17 games, um, we're going to watch, no matter how many games you put on, people are watching the XFL, people watch the USFL. Not in great numbers, but they're going to watch. And if you add another 18th game that matters the regular season, more people are going to pay attention. And if you can't franchise tag the players, the salary cap will go up. So it won't affect you paying your quarterback or your top players, and the players will just get a bigger piece of the pot. That's all. The odds for the AFC West... Chiefs minus 165 to win, Chargers plus 340, Broncos plus 550, 
Raiders plus 1,200. Damn. Do you have any other insight besides the Chiefs are going to win? Nope, that's all you need. Much like your picture, you're adding a lot to the show today. Yes, I am. It's a cup of coffee. Perfect. <laughs> Malik. Well, I do think that aside from the Chiefs just being the Chiefs and, you know, expecting them to, you know, roll to roll as usual, I do think to me the big question around this division is not the Chargers so much. What are these Broncos going to look like? The Broncos last year, if you looked at that team, you watched that team over the course of the season, the Broncos last year had a pretty good defense. They were, they the, their biggest problem was they couldn't score, right? They couldn't score points. And Russell Wilson looked like a shell of himself as a, as a, you know, as an NFL quarterback. And if the words of, um, you know, Sean Payton were correct, and that was the worst coaching job, coaching job in the history of professional sports. <laughs> um, that would mean like, e- even if he's moderately better, which of course we know Sean, we know Sean Payton is better than, you know, Nathaniel Hackett as a head coach and, you know, he's a Super Bowl winning coach or whatever. If he's just better and you just get better at coaching on all the way down and you get better offensive uh, consistency and production from that group, I think you can easily say, that you know the Denver Broncos with that defense should be you know up there with you know challenging for this division to some degree um this was a team that should have been there and so i think that's to me that's the that's that's the big question i think the charges we know are going to they're going to be in the mix um they're going to be involved. They're just way too talented to not have some something to say about, you know, the the status of the division. But you kind of don't feel too, too, you know, confident about them being able to close the deal out because of Staley and, and just all the issues that he's had over the course of his couple of years as the head coach on the team. But Sean Payton is, you know, every bit as respected as Andy Reid as a head coach in this division. Andy and Reed so, two Super Bowls. Yeah, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I'm saying. I'm talking from the terms of respect, in terms of being respected and revered, and you know, you expect a coach like that to be able to come in and add some wins. So if Russell Wilson and if Russell Wilson can find a, a you know another another gear and get back to his Seattle form, and Sean Payton doesn't make the mistakes that Nathaniel Hackett made that, you know, lost so many games might get interesting in this division. You know, Kansas City also lost, Kansas City also lost their, their offensive tackle. Um, so Orlando, Orlando Brown Correct. left. Um, and he went to Cincinnati. He went to Cincinnati. They're in a contract situation with Frank Clark um, in terms of, no, not Frank Clark, Chris Jones, yep. um, who's their best defensive lineman, you know, by far. Um, and they turned turned over the receiver the receiver department again this year. So, you know, Juju's out. Um, Miko Harmon's gone. So they you still know, have MVS. They still have MVS, and if okay. I'm not mistaken, um, Sky Moore, yeah, and Sky Moore, and then Kadarius Tony. If I'm not mistaken, he got hurt in the preseason. So you oh. know, there's that too. So. 
Yeah. So, hey, you know, are, are they ripe to take a, a slight step back? I mean, you're not going to bet against Patrick Mahomes, but, you know, I wouldn't say it's not. I wouldn't say it's impossible to see them come a little bit closer down to earth. I, if I had to bet it, I'd still say they win the division, but I'm, I'm only going to say about 11 wins. Do you think an 11 win team wins that division? That's interesting. Okay. They won 14 games last year. Yeah, so that'd be yeah. a pretty when big drop off. Well, because I think I think the reason why they won 14 was because remember, remember last year, this league, this division was supposed to be the division that everybody was afraid of, right? The Russell Wilson, yeah. the Chargers. This is supposed to be the division that everybody was like, look out, you know, the everybody's supposed be to be good. a lot better. But I, yeah. their coach, the Raiders had been in the playoffs the year before. Like there was so many things to look forward to in that division. So mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, like, even if the Chargers do what the Chargers do, if the Denver Broncos take a step, you know, in the right direction. Kansas City shouldn't dominate the division, not in the way that they did last year with 13, 14 victories. I got you. I still have more faith in the Chargers because of who they have on their team and because of their their drafts. Um, just to go through it real quick, they, you know, I was talking about it last week. I know I forgot the quarterback's name. If you go back and listen to it, it is what it is. Y'all going to hear it. Um, Herbert? Yes, Justin Herbert, because I only focus what? on – one Justin, and that's Justin Fields. Uh, the, the, the worst one. You know what, Ant? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Show some respect. When your quarterback runs for a 1,000 yards, which will never happen, you too can yeah, be like, why, about why your quarterback. He's playing quarterback. He's not a hey, man, we, we went old school with it. You know, that's how we decided to do it. They have no real backup to him, although Max Duggan is on that team out of uh, TCU. Eckler is upset about his contract. He still hasn't signed. So Josh Kelly could end up being their starting running back if Eckler decides to hold out. They got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and they drafted Quinton Johnson, who I was trying to get to. Quinton Johnson's going to be a burner, and I really think that's going to help them a lot. They got a deep receiver room. What are you going to say, Ann? Um, no, as, as, far as, um, as far as this AFC West thing is concerned, I'm going to have to toss this in here to Malik bring it up. About bringing up about the Broncos and stuff like that, and Russell Wilson. I noticed that people, um, it, it feels like people are forgetting how Russell Wilson was, was his last year in Seattle. It was not really all that. It was an all. There's a there's a reason why he got traded out. You know, it was he, not because he got traded out because he didn't want to. He got tired of running that that offense, and it wasn't really clicking, and it wasn't really working. He was trying to do his own offense the last year in Seattle, and that's why he sucked. Yeah, I think Sean Payton yeah, is going to give him an and, offense that works with him. But I was talking about the Chargers, and I was going to go through their secondary real quick. All right, go ahead. They got Asante Samuel Jr. They got J.C. Jackson as their cornerbacks. Derwin James, strong safety, free safety, Alohi Gilman. They got the best secondary in, in their division, right? It's a passing division. They got the two best pass rushers with Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. You know, they got a really good coverage linebacker. Now, what helps Seattle is their defense was inexperienced last year, and it was still pretty good, and they got another year underneath their belt. But nobody on their team is as good as Joey Bosa. I'm going to keep it 100. And then if, you know, he doesn't get there, you have also Khalil Mack that you got a double team. So it just gives you more time to be able to get to these guys, which is why I think they're a good value bet. And even if Keenan Allen isn't great, you got Quentin Johnson, you got Josh Palmer, you got guys who had time on that team last year. But I hear you in terms of Denver. Denver won five games. I I expect them to hit. I expect them to hit seven or eight wins. But that's still a losing season. That's still seven, I, ten, I or eight, nine. Six. 
Right. But if they if they win eight, if they win eight, then that means then then I think then that's when my number with KC is right. Because to me, that means KC's gonna come down a big a peg or a peg or two and probably win eleven. Let me toss this at you, Ace. Would you be willing to bet that the Chargers win the division? Uh I, I literally am. Wow. I'm I'm putting money on I'm I'm putting money on that. Let's put it like that. That actually made me happen. That actually made me happen. All these things that I'm talking about on this podcast, I'm putting money on for everybody out there who's listening. I'm not only a client, but I'm the president. Okay, I'm putting money on everything that I speak of. As you can follow us on uh, Twitter, last year all of those crazy seven, eight, five, six game parlays. Which, yes, the math is against you and the odds are against you. But once you hit one seven game parlay, put it right in my veins, as I always say. Give me some more. Because I hit a seven-game parlay in college once, and I made a ton of money, and I'm gonna keep going back to that well. What are you gonna say? I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a crazy. I'm gonna make a crazy bet too. I'll put you know some money on Devontae Adams being on the Jets before this, the trading season's over. <laughs> well, I will say this: the odds to make the playoffs are, if you really just want to bet yes or no, with the Denver Broncos as of right now, it is plus one eighty, which isn't great, but it's pretty good considering. They have a legitimate chance to be the second team in that division, considering their defense. But I can't Wait, remember the last time a team as good as uh, the Chiefs did not make the playoffs. But I could see three of those teams having 10 wins or two teams having double-digit wins and it being real, real close. What are you going to say? How many wildcard teams? It's still two, right? Four. It's three. There's three? Oh, yeah, three. It's yeah, four it's divisions, teams. three wildcard teams, three divisions, yeah. four divisions. Oh, okay. So Chargers might actually make Chargers or KC can end up being one of the wild card teams. Just thinking of how scary that would be the first round. Depends on how bad the AFC South is, just like from last year. If one team is head and shoulders above everybody or just has a winning record again, then and also the AFC East will also factor into that. How much do they beat up on each other? Because the AFC West has to play the AFC East, which will make it very interesting. Because a lot of teams are going to be going all across the country, back and forth, back and forth. So we will see. The only team I do not believe in at all is um, Josh McDaniels and those Las Vegas Raiders. Um, they do have a good yeah. defense. The fact that their most productive player on offense is their running back, and they don't want to pay him. Like, this is what I would do with him. I would give him a one-year deal and just load up because you need Josh Jacobs to win. If you don't really care about the season in terms of trying to turn it around and get your guys going in the right direction, then, you know, tag him, make him sit out, whatever. He has to come back and play six games. There's a lot of mechanics in terms of getting him to do that. But realistically, if you can make a bet, actually, on whether or not he's going to play, I would go ahead and do that. And I would take that bet. He's going to play, I think, half the season. This guy should be a sleeper team. We might be dumping it right now, but it could be a sleeper team. Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. you know, you can say one thing you can say about him, he does make the playoffs. He's a terrible quarterback, and he makes the playoffs when he has a great defense behind him. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I don't think he's got the same the same talent on the Raiders as he did in San Francisco. So Are you serious, Ant? Like you really believe in him that much? I mean, he's got Devontae no. Adams, but that's about it. Hell no. <laughs> I'll just toss it out there. Yeah. All right. Um, so real quick before we run off uh the AFC West. So 
the Caesars uh, over-under for the teams. Um, Kansas City over-under is 11.5. Chargers 9.5. Broncos 8.5. Raiders 7.5. Where would you roll with that? You know, feel, how do you feel about that right now? Where, mm-hmm. where would you go, Ace? Raiders 11 and a half for KC. Yeah. So, yeah. Off top, Raiders, I'm going to take the Raiders half. under. With KC, okay. I'm going to take the Kansas City under. It's going to hard. It's going to okay. be very hard for you to convince me that they can keep performing at a 13, at a 12 to 15 win level. Because 15 wins is possible in a 17 game season. It means you lose two games. They could be that mm-hmm. good again. But it's the fact of is Sky Moore going to be as good or better than Juju? Him being a year into the mm-hmm. offense, okay. They spread the ball around. They have a three-headed monster at running back. Hilaire Edwards is still healthy. He's still on the team. He can catch. Um, Isaiah Pacheco is really good. And Jarek McKinnon. Kadarius Tony had surgery on his meniscus. I was counting on him to be some. Like He's very fast and very good in space. If he has to miss significant time because of the meniscus injury, if you told me they won 11 games, I wouldn't be shocked. There's only but so much Patrick Mahomes could do. And also, Chris Jones is holding out. Let's say they get that done and they get their best defensive player back. It's Chris Jones and Karloftis. No Clark. Clark wasn't a factor in the playoff, in, until the playoffs, so we'll see. What about the Chargers, nine and a half? I would take the under. Broncos, eight and a half. I know it sounds wild. I'm going to take the under on that. I think they win 11 games. Chargers, I'm going to take the so, over. Chargers are a 10 to okay. 12 win team. And for the Broncos, you said eight and a half? Eight and a half for the Broncos. Broncos could go nine and seven. I mean, nine and eight. So I'm going to take over. So under on the top on Kansas City, under on Vegas, over over on the the Chargers, and over on, yeah, over on the other one. Over on the Broncos. The only thing I'll change your mind is under the Broncos. So you still say under on on Kansas City too? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. So under for everybody except the Chargers. No, no, no. I'm saying that. I agree with Ace's own lineup, but the char- the um the Broncos is different. I'll put under for them. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Ace Ace's lineup was under under for Raiders, Chiefs, and over for Broncos, Chargers. What you're saying is under for the Broncos. So you'd be the only the only team you'd be over on that one would be the Chargers. You'd say right. under for everybody else. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. Next up, we're going to the AF NFC West. We have one of my favorite teams out there, the LA Rams, because they'll take a chance on anybody. The Rams are plus 1,000 to win this division. Seems wild, don't it? Two years removed from Super Bowl, plus 1,000. 10 to 1 odds. The Arizona Cardinals are plus 2,500 because their starting quarterback is going to be Colt McCoy was somehow still in the NFL, still catching them checks. The Seahawks are plus 195, and the San Francisco 49ers are minus 160. This is the only division where I believe the favorite is going to crush. I'm going to get into a little bit more, but Ant, I'm going to let you go. Um, I'm definitely going to take 49ers to win this division. Um, quite, between them and Seattle, 49ers are still a more talented team, but I do like how Geno Smith's renaissance in this thing. I give like I give the Seahawks maybe like ten wins, and I go like twelve wins maybe for 49ers. As far as for, for the Rams, 
Yeah, it was still really hard for them to come back from that Super Bowl win. It's just like players are hurt, players are gone, and they just like fall apart. It's like they, 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 they GM can't rebuild. But I think because they traded away most of their draft picks on this, there's the there's the reason why they there's gonna be like this maybe for another couple of years. Maybe I give them two more years before they even build up back again. And, and nobody wants to talk about Arizona. That team is done. They they might be fighting for quite top top five. But yeah, that's that's how I'm gonna go in my lineup right there. All right. I hear you on that. Malik. So I know we were just talking about, you know, before before we got into this, I think we were talking about uh Iowa State quarterbacks and you know, um them cashing cashing them checks or at least betting them checks. Um I think the big the big question from in in the NFC West is is the Iowa State quarterback that's the starting quarterback for the NFC for the NFC leading San Francisco 49ers is that is he for real? Is he for real? Is he really going to get it done? Can he can he can he repeat that that you know um that rookie season? Because if he does, I think that the San Francisco 49ers roll this division easily. But if he doesn't, if he even, I mean, injury being one thing, but also just in general, you know, if he just takes a step back because, you know, he ain't a rookie anymore. He ain't catching up on anybody anymore. And, and the reality of the situation was he, I never, I never saw anybody say that the kid had like a laser arm. He was a super, super athlete. Yeah. yeah. Like he, he's, he seems to be like, he's a smart player. He's a, you know, solid guy, you know, good leader teams, the teams enjoy, you know, following him, but. You know, is he really that dude? Is he the I real dude? that 49ers offense, you know, they they they're they, they, yeah. yeah, until they have to play a team that really gives them that can give them a real a real challenge. That's true. Like the reality is the division is pretty bad, just in general, right? <laughs> so, you know, at least two of these teams, Arizona and and the Rams, are probably not gonna be very good unless Matthew Stafford, you know, has a really good resurgence. But now that he doesn't have um he doesn't have Cooper Cup for a while again. That, that's probably going to be a problem for him. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just going to be an an interesting situation that he's that this that this team is in. If Purdy is a real deal, no reason that they can't be 12, 13 wins uh, in this division. If he's not, I think Seattle can. I think Seattle can easily take it. That team is on the rise and will be, you know, interesting to watch all season. Um, cause this, I think this division is all about the quarterbacks. Who are these quarterbacks now? What is Matt Stafford coming off the elbow injury, you know, from a bad a injury plague season? What is Brock Purdy? Is Geno Smith the real deal? He had a great year, got his contract. What is he going to be? You know? Um, and then last but not least, um, what is Arizona going to be doing? Cause is, is Arizona just tanking for uh, Caleb Williams? I think they, I think they should. Personally, I think they should, <laughs> but um, you know they they, gave, they they may not. Hold on, but they gave Kyler all that money. Like they have Kyler locked up for the next two seasons after this season, right? Like it was a yeah it was a five if, year two hundred something million dollar deal, and a lot of that's guaranteed. And if Kyler comes back in October, November, and he plays pretty well, then maybe you can trade him, or maybe you can trade wow. that number one pick. 
you like know. the like the Bears did with the number two pick. I hear you. Yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, the, the, but the the whole point is right. This may be Arizona be, be Arizona in the same situation that they were in when they drafted um, the kid from Cal um, right before they drafted Kyler. I know. I know you're talking about UCLA. Um, Josh Allen. Yeah, UCLA. Josh um, Allen. Not Josh. Not Josh Allen. Allen. No, I'm watching Josh Allen. <laughs> Oh, I know who you're talking about. He's oh, still in the about... league. Josh Rosen. Yeah. Josh, Josh Rosen. Yes. You know. Caleb Caleb Williams, every, every, from everybody's perspective, Caleb Williams is looking to be like, you know, the next big, you know, can't miss prospect. Well, Kyler Murray, I like him, but Kyler Murray was, you know, he hasn't done great. <laughs> He, he hasn't, play, he hasn't played a great full season, you know. The, the coach that drafted him is gone now, right? Right. So, do you get off of the Kyler Murray Kyler Murray situation? You know, what is um what is the new coach, the kid from the guy from um Philadelphia? What is what is he looking looking towards getting? So, I think there's yeah. an interesting conversation to be had there around the Kyler Murray situation. I think that's going to be interesting to watch. Um, I just hope they don't give them hard knocks. The in season hard knocks again. This that was a tough watch this year. Wasn't well, ask you the question now, Malik. It was. They were barely really bad. I'm gonna ask you the question now, Malik. You know, ask Ace on the, the AFC side. Would you bet on Seattle bet, bet on Seattle winning the division? Um mm, it's a good question. I no. No. No, I wouldn't. I would. I yeah. I just got to see it again from Gino, man. I got to see it for Gino. Gino, I, as much as I loved loved the story of Gino, and you guys heard me talking about MVP Gino for the whole, you know, for a good portion of the year last year. If you look at the numbers, Gino did kind of take a step back as the season wore on, and he wasn't as electrifying as he did in you know the first, the first eight games of the season, eight nine games of the season. He did take a little bit of a step back. Um, I got to see it. That San Francisco defense is still lights out, so I got to see it happen before I can say for definite that I'm 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 in on him. So, yeah, that would be where I'd roll. I'd it still, took I'd the still last bet game San of the season for Seattle to make it in. By the way, it wasn't like clear yeah. cut. They weren't even a ten win team. Yeah, yeah, I'd still bet. I'd still bet that San Francisco takes the division. And I agree with you, Malik, on part of the um Arizona thing. I think they should just try to tank it out, whatever. I'm trying to get get the number one pick. Might as well move on. If I'm not coach, I'm not tying myself to it. What's the name? I mean, they're gonna play as hard as they possibly can, but there's no way Cope McCoy is gonna get. I there's no way Cope McCoy is gonna have them in any kind of contention. They're gonna be over four about it. You know, before we blink, they're gonna be over four. Yeah, Maybe one. It's like a it's like a reset for the whole organization. Exactly. Down so. everything. I might, well, might as well just go for that. They got exactly. rid of their best wide receiver. Um, James Conner's healthy. Uh, Zach Ertz is hurt. If Arizona won four games last year, I'm expected more of the same. You can't try to tank, but like if your star quarterback is out with a torn ACL, like, and and that happened in December, okay. If he comes back in by Thanksgiving, you got nine games left. If you win half of those games and you won two games before that, if you're two and six going into you know game number nine, what are you looking at here? They sent two teams to the playoffs last year, but that's because tiebreaker of Seattle over, um, you know, Detroit. And I don't think that's going to happen again. 
I think the NFC North ends up with two two playoff teams. I think this team, this division, unless something really surprising happens in the NFC North or the NFC East, where you know somebody just pulls away and beats the beats the rest of them down, San Francisco is going to run away with it. And it's not so much that I believe in their quarterback, but it's more the fact that all of their quarterbacks are good. Brock Purdy didn't have to be great, and they were still able to crush. And right now, on their depth chart, according to ESPN, they got Brock Purdy listed as the starter, Sam Darnold as the backup, Trey Lance as third. But as I said before with Jonathan Taylor, um, he's going to have to play. I don't know if he's going to hold out, so I'm rescinding my whole Indianapolis can win the division thing. If they came to a deal, at least for one year, that he was happy with, then him playing great, and I think he's going to have a great season, so draft him in fantasy. But back to San Francisco, like Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Jawan Jennings, George Kittle, Kyle Jusick. And they got a great offensive coach and they got a really good offensive line. Trent Williams is in his 14th or 13th season, but they have two of the best uh, linebackers. They got Nick Bosa. They got Javon Kinlaw as their backup defensive tackle. You know, they have a really good, they have two really good safeties. Yeah, did they sign Hargrave okay. from, um, from yeah. Philly too? Yeah, they got they got Javon Hargrave. Hargrave. They got yeah. Hargrave, Eric Armstead, and Drake Jackson. Then they got Bosa, you know, as the other defensive end. They got Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw still. Like, they have the best defense in the NFC West. Aaron, you know, I get it. They have Aaron Donalds, right? He gets pressure up the middle and he helps everybody else, but their defense got worn down. And they decided to move on from um, Jalen Ramsey, which may have been smart so they can make some space and, you know, clear some salary cap, which was smart for them. And it'll work out. But, like, I don't know any of these linebackers. I don't know how good they are. I imagine they're pretty good. But, like, are they as good as Bobby Wagner was for them last year? I don't know. They could be a better unit. They're younger. But San Francisco should run away with this just on the strength of McCaffrey, Samuels, and Kittle. Brock Purdy came in and won eight games. And also, I'd like to point out, they didn't lose until the playoffs after they got McCaffrey. So Purdy got credit for really what their star running back was doing who could be all over the place. The the strength of this team is if McCaffrey stays healthy, I see them winning this division. I don't know what their over-under on wins is, but if it's 11 and a half, just um, just like Kansas City, that's San Francisco. I think Seattle might win 10 games, but there's really no guarantee of that. And I think the Rams get to eight or nine wins. Arizona's going to be in the basement with five or less. Yes, I'll give you the I'll give you the numbers real quick before we roll off of this one. Uh, San Francisco's over under is ten and a half. Um, the Rams over under is six and a half. The Cardinals is four and a half, and the Seahawks is nine. That Cardinals one is perfect because if you're a Cards fan, you got to think, well, we can win five games. I mean, damn, we almost won five games last year. They have the lowest over-under of, of any team in the league, uh, projected over-under of any team in the NFL. That makes sense. Colt McCoy wasn't a good starter when he was in Cleveland a bunch of years ago. So, yeah, they sent him out there with a concussion. But, you know, the Rams are the Rams are going to win more than six and a half games. I'm going to take the over on the Rams. Um, I don't. I don't I believe in I believe in the head coach of the Cardinals. I think he just has a, a bad hand in terms of 
the talent on offense that's available to him. They have some really fast wide receivers, but not some aside from that, I don't know how well they're going to do. At least they know going into the season, Colt's going to be their quarterback. So this is a team that might end up actually having to use their emergency QB. So I'm going to take the under. Rams over. Seattle is eight and a half wins, you said? Seattle is nine. Nine. That is amazing. I'm going to take mm, I'm going to take the over on Seattle. I think somehow this, yeah. No, I'm going to take, man, I'm really stuck. I'm going to take the over on Seattle. I have more faith in them. I have more faith in Pete Carroll. The defense, he got his defense in there. Pete Carroll's really good with the defensive players. He knows what he's going to do. But San Francisco was what, 11 and a half, 12 and a half? 10, 10 and a half. Over, easy. They won 13 yeah. games last year. Yeah. I'd, I'd say to me, I'm saying over on San Francisco, I'd say it's a push for Seattle. I think they'll get nine wins again this year. Um, over on the Rams, um, just by virtue of having a healthy quarterback for the entire season, they should be they should be better. And I would actually go under on the uh, I, th- I think three and three and 14 is probably what the Arizona Cardinals are looking at if if uh, Kyler does not play the entire season. They have to go that if they have to go most, if not all of the season with their quarterback being Colt McCoy, I don't think they're winning more than three games. So I would take the under for that. You're muted, Ace. Do you see a team where it's for both of you? Do you see a team being worse than Arizona this season? That that is possible for them to be worse because the NFC South was all mediocre, and we talked about them last week and last year. The team that won one with eight games, everybody else won seven. The and only team I could, the only team I could potentially see is Houston. But I think they're already in a better position than than Arizona is by virtue of having, you know, C.J. Stroud. So, And Will Anderson. Yeah. That's the only other team I could see that potentially – maybe Tampa, you know, if um, Baker Mayfield implodes, you know. Oh, you didn't hear Baker Mayfield's much there than Brady in his last year. That's a lie. Baker Mayfield, what? I was stolen by – Baker Mayfield – no, it's going about his Facebook and some, and basically there was a post saying that Baker Mayfield is is better is going to be better this year than Brady was last year. There's no way he'll be better than Tom Brady was last year. Baker Tom Mayfield. Brady threw for 4,500 yards and like 28 touchdowns and like yeah. nine, 11 picks, <laughs> or 12 picks. That'd be the best. That'd be his second best season ever. Baker Mayfield isn't better than Tom Brady throwing left-handed, so. <laughs> it's not happening. Sorry, Baker. Uh, I think he I will say this. I think he's a good quarterback. I think when he played for the Rams last year, he came in and filled in well. I think he's a starting level quarterback. But Carolina doesn't have, you know, DJ Moore. They don't have great talent around him anymore. So what are they gonna do? I mean, I'm sorry, he's on Tampa. Um he's on Saints, Tampa. Tampa has Mike Evans. I don't know, man. They might, they might trade Mike Evans the way they're going. He couldn't get the ball to OBJ when he was in Cleveland. Like, they had all the talent in the world in that team, and I think that's why Cleveland got rid of him, because they were like, we're going to give you the best players. And then OBJ goes to L.A., goes to the Rams, and then scores a touchdown in the Super Bowl before he tears his knee, and, like, he played great. Yeah, the made feel look stupid. He made everybody in that team look stupid. But I don't think they got rid of him because he was a bad player. I think they got rid of him because there's no point in having he a great right. wide receiver 
yeah, he was right. And also his dad was right for releasing that video. Um, mm -hmm. as we spoke about here on season one of this show. But you know, if you're if you're a great wide receiver, there's no point in being on a team with a terrible quarterback. You know, <laughs> you don't want to have you don't want to have Justin Jefferson on the Arizona Cardinals this year. That'd be a waste of money. Now, speaking to that point, and I wanted to get this off my chest. I know we're gonna go into the shout out, so I'll get it done then. Anything else you had to say about the NFC West? And not really. Okay. Not really. It's just they basically we basically summed it up. Everybody knows no matter what Arizona does, they're gonna be last place in that division. I know. Everybody, it feels like they're tanking, but they're not tanking. Everybody's just hurt. They're just a bad team. Yeah. Yeah. You can't pick their exact order of finish, but they are 20, plus 2,500 just to win their division. That's usually Super Bowl type numbers. They have the lowest odds of any team to win their division. Even lower. Yeah, maybe Col surprise everybody. The Pats have a better chance of winning their division than they do, according to them. Wow. And the Bucks are plus eight hundred to win there, so I don't think the Bucks are going to finish in last place. Uh, depends on who they get for their running back, but I don't think they're going to finish in last place. And speaking of running backs, we're going to go into our shoutouts for the end of this week. And you ready? Well, I was going to be first. Do you want want to be first? Are you not prepared? Yeah, Did you not do I'm your homework this week? Shadows. I never do my homework. That's why that's always passed. Anyway, shout out to Jason Brownlee on the Jets. You know, nobody knows him. He's the he's basically a Jets um undrafted free um free agent. The Jets signed him, I believe is um how much was it? 30, 30, guaranteed for two hundred um thousand for I think a year two two years or whatever. But anyway, he's basically got a fifth round draft you basically got a fifth round type of um draft pick type of thing. And he's actually doing good in campus like that he didn't do good in this game because he has some whack-ass quarterbacks going to him. But he's basically a good development, and he was basically the reason why the Jets traded um, Denzel Mims to Detroit because why keep Denzel Mims when you have a better player who's more getting developed right behind him? Denzel Mims is still a good player, but it seems like this guy has a better, higher, higher ceiling. Also, like to say, um, fuck Sean Payton, but um, also, I also want to go to saying, um, shout out to um, Jonathan Taylor, because, you know, thanks to him, you know, thanks to A's, you know, bringing it up that without him, Indianapolis ain't going nowhere last week. Jonathan Taylor decided to say, hey, what? You know what? I want to join him in his running back fight here. Hopefully, you know, he decides to hold out so he can make A's look a little bad there. And the last shout-out, I keep forgetting to shout-out this guy. He's quite, he's the friend of the show, and I keep missing him. I'm very sorry. I apologize to him or whatever. Shout-out to Chris, Chris, Chris Hoffman-Singers. We all know him as kneecaps over here. Shout out to him. You know, I had, to, I had to bring that out. I know it's not NBA season, but, you know, shout out to him. He's like our mascot, you know, shout outs. And, yeah, that's my shout outs for this week. All right. Yeah, shout out to Chris Stapps playing up in Boston next season. That's going to be amazing. He's going to yeah, get him over the home. That would be wild if he actually gets them to the NBA finals. That would be that would be crazy to me. I, I, I can't. I didn't understand that move when it happened, but it makes Memphis better. And I don't think it helps Boston. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm not Celtics fan. So whatever. It is what it is. Shout outs to the Chicago Bears for finally getting some uh, a pass rusher, getting Yannick Ngakwe. Um, I'm happy. 
you know, it's a one-year deal. It's a prove-it deal, but they're spending some money on some defense. They know they got to get some pressure up front. They're not playing no games. It's all guys who used to play in Indianapolis because the coach used to be the defense coordinator there. So, hey, if anybody knows, he knows. We got to get some pressure on the ball. We had the lowest level of sacks we've ever had last year, and it showed because we only had three wins out of 17 games. I need y'all to get nine, ten wins this year. I want to see this in the playoffs. We got to knock Minnesota off. Kirk Cousins has a Swiss cheese line. I know they can hear me. I know that they're not listening to this podcast, so it is what it is. But to our Minnesota fans, you know it's true. You saw a quarterback. You saw your boy getting beat up consistently every single game. Shout out to Diana Taurasi, who was the first WNBA player to surpass 10,000 points. Um, she's an amazing basketball player, one of the best America's ever produced. And the reason why Phoenix is still competitive, even though she's in like her 19th season. I think we was even in college at the same time. Wow. And shout out to all the NFL running backs. And as I highlighted, you guys are the ones that are actually bringing these teams wins, especially with Christian McCaffrey, especially with Jonathan Taylor, Adrian Peterson getting, you know, carrying the Minnesota Vikings all those years, Barry Sanders, and more importantly, Josh Jacobs, who's one of the reasons why they made the playoffs with uh, Las Vegas. John Gruden at least knew that, but this new coach is doesn't seem to value that. I don't know why. Maybe he just he never had a good running back when he was in New England, so he doesn't think it matters. I get it. You know? Um, shout out to Sony Michelle, who just retired, won two Super Bowls in five or six seasons, and he was like, I'm getting out of here. They're not going to pay me no more real money anyway, and I'm tired of being the guy that's always on the bubble. Um, he had a job in with the Rams, but he was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to go do something else. And I kind of like that. There's life after football. And these guys got to realize that. And last but not least, um, these NFL, the running backs, yeah, you got, y'all got to get paid, man. I don't know if holding out is the answer, but any running back that can catch more than 40 passes a game, 40 passes a game, if you do that, that'd be amazing. Any running back that can catch more than 40 passes a season and also run for 1,100 yards or more, you're doing two jobs. You're doing two jobs. Okay. You're not, you are underpaid, but they're underpaying you because they're trying to get away with it. Those guys should be making minimum 15 million a year because there's receivers who can't do that. The same way Debo Samuels gets paid because he can catch 70 passes and also run for touchdowns on reverses and things like that. If you can do that as a running back, you should be getting 14, 15 million. Easy. That's on the low end. Um, I don't know if Saquon's a $20 million guy, but I do know this, without him, the Giants should be happy that he signed because without him, they're not going anywhere. And I'd also like to point out to all the Giants fans from last season, uh, y'all got real lucky because you went 9-7-1. and one, And without that tie, you're not in the playoffs. So you better hope Daniel Jones steps up this year and does something. And as the Uptown Parlay podcast, I know we got a New York, lot of New York listeners and a lot of listeners in Jersey. And because gambling's legal there. But uh, if the Giants are expected to win eight and a half games, I might be looking at that under real hard. Emily. Um, just a couple of quick ones for here. Um, thanks, Ed, for uh, for mentioning the, the comment about uh, Baker Mayfield potentially being an upgrade over Tom Brady. Um, that made me go and look up the article. So shout out to former NFL scout Jim Monos, who actually is the one that said this. Um, now we know why you're a former NFL scout and not a current NFL scout. Um, 
was, yeah, that take is the that take is the kind of take that gets people fired, my friend. So uh, hopefully you're right. Hopefully you're right. Hopefully you're right. And, and you know, Baker Mayfield has a resurgence of a career and, you know, and, 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 and builds on this, um, builds on what he was able to accomplish in L.A. Uh, for a couple of games over there. But I doubt it. Um, shout out to my Detroit Lions and not just because I'm a fan of the Detroit Lions, but shout out to the Detroit Lions for for the first time in 21 years, the Detroit Lions have sold out Ford Field. Uh, season tickets have been sold out for Ford Field. It's the first time in the history of of the of Ford Field that they've actually sold every they've sold out season tickets for the first time. So How shout long out has to Ford Field existed? Twenty one years. So Ford Field's been out since uh, twenty nineteen twenty since two thousand uh, two thousand and one something like that when it when it opened. The lines so, the lines went into the division. That's why. But anyway, I mean it's 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 the hype train you know the hype train is real and everybody's on it and um happy to see it but you know just happy that the fans are going to be there supporting them for all the games this year that's going to be great i uh, can't say that that's always happened um so that's going to be great to see probably means that me getting a ticket for for a game is going to be really expensive but whatever i'll deal with that um shout out to uh, all the all the shout Ace did the shout out to the running backs. I'm going to also say shout out to the running backs. Um, hopefully, you know they're able to rename the position or rename the position of guys like the like like the guys that Ace was just explaining the McCaffreys, the Ecklers of the world. Also, uh, Saquon. Saquon caught 58 Saquon, passes last year. Yeah, that's important. Um, from like running back to like offensive weapon or something like that. Um, I think it's a very interesting. Uh, time of the time for the for the running back position. Uh, one thing that I have been hearing a lot of over the last few months um, is the the Detroit Lions uh, GM Brad Holmes has taken to calling uh, Jameer Gibbs a weapon uh, more often than not, uh, and saying that he's not a running back; he is a weapon. Um, to which uh, many beat writers have said. Uh, it's going to be really interesting, you know, that these are, these are all recorded comments that you're making. So it's going to be really interesting come, come, uh, you know, talking, uh, you know, signing time. Um, he's going to have a lot of blurbs there to say, yeah, you told me I'm not a running back, so don't pay me like one, pay me like a, the weapon that I am, um, if all things go 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 correctly. Um, shout out to all this. Uh, look, I, I, I get it. And it's giving you guys all kinds of billboard pro- pro- property. Shout out to all this smoke coming at the Jets before they've won a damn thing. Like, seriously, shout out to <laughs> Sean Payton, you know, calling out the Jets, call it out, calling out Nathaniel Hackett first, and then calling out the Jets, and then basically doubling down and saying that the Jets are, you know, putting the, putting the, the, the cart before the horse. You know, they are, you know, putting the eggs into all their baskets. They're, they're the Hollywood team. Everybody wants to see them. And they're just, you know, flying stuff out there before they won a game. Lafleur um, called them the Packers of the East. So wow. I think we were all calling them the Packers of the East. But like when the coach of the Packers says it, like it, it does kind of, uh, it does kind of sting a little bit more. But like shout out to them. Like there's all this smoke for the Jets. The Jets ain't done shit yet. Okay, like the Jets have done nothing to piss anybody off. But everybody got got the smoke out for them. Um, so we'll see. We'll see, because uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be very fun, fun to watch this team this year. Uh, Aaron Rodgers looking very chill on the Hall of Fame game. Um, okay. 
last also shout out to all these these guys going into the hall of fame um got to see a lot of them demarcus ware sang the national anthem i believe this uh today uh ronde barber it was actually really good it was he was pretty good um shout out to ronde barber who is going to have tiki um you know introduce him into the hall of fame which that is like ultimate brother rights you know what i'm saying like ultimate bragging rights <laughs> Like I got in, you didn't, and therefore you have to introduce me um in in into the into the thing. Cause it's it's funny because like Tiki said something about, you know, now that he's in, it feels like we're both in because you know we're twins and Rondi's like, no, 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 this is my day. Okay, let's 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 pump <laughs> the brakes a little bit on that, which is cool. Um yeah, so that's it for this week. Uh it's a it's a light week. Um oh yeah, yeah. one more Hollywood, pay the writers and the strike. Um, y'all oh, killing yes. me without these late night shows, man. What are we doing here? Yeah. Find the money. Forgot, we know you got it. Almost forgot Lita, I had to say shout out to both Revis and Klecko, especially Klecko for finally getting into the Hall of Fame after all these years. He should have got in a long time ago. That's all I had to right. say. And we are heard, heard Revis is going as a hat. No, he's not. He's going in as a jet. 